The Big Sell Illuminati, where some of the best in the business discuss what's worked, what's working, and what's failed in selling big sales. Our panel of experts includes Clarity Seeker, a black belt of brands, our snarky marketer, Monique DeMeo. CEO to CEO selling is his game. Fortune 500 in his lane. The Lex Luthor of the clothes, Mark Kennedy. The effective executive, a force on the boards, a buyer on fire, Tiffany Olson. David versus Goliath selling, the prince of process, Sanzu of big sales strategy, Tom Searcy. And that's your panel. Now it's time to talk about big sales. Hello, everybody. This is the Big Sale Illuminati. Glad to have everybody back together. Today's episode is why the hell are we talking about this again? We're talking about artificial intelligence and AI. And it's only been a few short weeks. And in that few short weeks, we had a bunch of stuff happen. Um, Salesforce released Einstein. I'd say it's a little bit ambitious as far as a, t- as a title goes, but that's okay. Apple used to have its geniuses working there at its store. And I'm going to tell you right now, they changed that name out. Not only them, but we also have a variety of other people who released out of the big top five HubSpots and other folks that are involved in the CRM, all sorts of that technology. They're releasing it every single day. We've got our team here. We want to talk a little bit about, because it's happening so quickly, what is going on that we can use and how to make it best uh, out in uh, the world of sales. And I'm going to put a jump ball up here, which is what's the best application or idea that you're working on with either your customer or your own company now? So two things. One is a, as a consumer and the other is a, as a sales a sales pro. The consumer side is Expedia is using it now to help you uh, book travel. I was booking a, a flight back from uh, my kid goes to Cal Poly at San Luis Obispo and I had to get him back for summer. And uh, you can want to do uh, Expedia now. And actually, ChatGPT is your main interface on Expedia, which is actually kind of amazing and also very, very functional. So that was pretty slick. On the kind of non-generative side, um, I, you know, my company's been experimenting with a, a way to create a brand-specific large language model. So if you're a big, either like a big box retailer or, you know, someone that's got more than, say, you know, 500,000 SKUs, how do you actually go about the process of optimizing your website in an automated way? So basically, you dump all your product data, you dump all your brand data, you dump all this stuff into a, a trained model, and then you use that trained model to update the metadata for your website based on yours, and you run it, you run both controlled and non-controlled experiments against it. So it's, it's, it's really not the generative side of AI that's super hot right now, but it's a, it's a model that is more on the decision and the insight side. But at the same time, takes advantage of all the the power and the breadth of the always on AI model. It's it's, I mean, it's kind of stunning. It's almost like in thirty days we went from one point uh, utilization in sales to two point Went from we went from what is this to we can't live without it. That's right. You know, I was bringing my son back from community college, and I went ahead and used ways to go ahead and oh, I'm sorry. That's the difference between your life and my life. All right, um, so. I will tell you the hack that uh, just came out or is being uh, used by us is in the Zoom, um, the ability to summarize a Zoom call. So you install this back in your Zoom, you click on that point, it runs all the way through your uh, Zoom call, and then it kicks out a summary document that you can send to everybody who's there. The moral of the story for podcasters is be funny or die. 
<laughs> well, well, yeah, the other side of it is, is that, you know, how well do jokes tell in AI after you've told them in video, right? So, so here's the thing. For the conversation we had the last time, which was the can I get anybody to record the, uh, the Zoom, which I've tested out and found I was right. You can. You just have to uh, approach it appropriately. And rather than, I don't think they'll let me do it, they'll let you do it. Two reasons. One is, is because they have to, they have to move, I mean, your customer or whatever, they have to move that information inside of their own organization from a phone call that's appropriately. Secondly, uh, you're allowed it. So you can turn on the record. You can also turn on the summary button because they need to have the notes from that meeting to pass around. It's a utility for them. It's a value for your customer to have that information put together. Now, there are some platforms that will not allow you to record Zoom. I get that. There are other ones that are going to go ahead and filter out AI. I get that. I think both of those things are going to evolve. There was a period of time when folks wouldn't let Google be used inside of the platforms inside of their own companies. And we outgrew that for the most part. I believe that we will come up with parameters inside of companies that allow us to do that. So the Zoom one is kind of my my hack of the week because it just, I mean, can you imagine out of every one of these uh, calls that you can have everything summarized? Maybe Nate will be summarizing this so that uh, we can put that in the show notes. And if we can, we will. Yeah. One, I think that's a good idea. I think the other thing that companies are, you know, Tom, back to your question of what are companies doing today? The resume screening and then the ability to take the resumes and actually then do some behavioral type of analysis with it is also very big right now because currently large corporations, small corporations outsource that, outsource some of the behavioral testing and those types of things. And this allows it to kind of all come together. So I think on the HR uh, front and what's going on in, in getting salespeople, especially the kind of right people into the job, is good. The That side right there goes back to what we were talking about just a moment ago, except maybe a, a little bit more, the application a little bit clearer than what Mark said, right? Which is we start to get some comparison between the two. We start to get some evaluative criteria uh, that we can use uh, this. And the applications will, will continue to generate around that. What else can we say that is in that bucket that is beyond just research? beyond just lead gen uh, and analysis. Anything pop up about how do we use that? Because the lead gen side, if you take the last 10 top applications inside of sales that are AI uh, related, seven of them uh, highlight their ability to analyze and generate uh, prospect lists. So we're in, that's in the 1.0 world. If you get seven out of 10 that are able to do this, that means that's just become the standard. It's an expectation. It's not a differentiator. What can we do beyond that in AI that has an impact? Personally, I think that there's there's a lot of work to be done for normalizing data within an organization and also cleaning up processes and data and function, right? So I keep hearing from clients that they're only as good as the the data that their salespeople manually input. Well, what if <laughs> the organization spends a little time in the API world and, and integrations and has it such that activity equals input equals normalization of data equals better data equals better conversion, right? So if you're not having a salesperson de- disqualify 100 leads a day because they don't feel like responding to the lead, 
as an example, and they no longer can as an example, then you have better accountability and better results. You also have the ability to look very carefully at your support staff. So your support staff doing the minion work that you hired, even as long, as far back as three, six months ago, may not be the same kind of support staff you want now. Okay. Okay. Let's, let's, uh, those are, those are helpful at a macro level. All right. I'm a CRO. I'm running a salespeople. Walk me through my day um, in terms that I would use as far as activity. What would I do? I, I come in, I get, I get my gallon of coffee, right? I say hello to uh, each of the people that are in the way between me and actually doing productive work. Which would be nobody because they're all working from home. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you pet your dog, right? You make certain they've got food. That's your, basically the people in, in between you and work. Now, tell me, Monique, what you just said at an activity level for a CRO. So it's it's who works in your organization at this point. What I just said is, who are you calling to get some insights, right? And and what are they doing for you? They're not they're not this person could be a very different kind of person because now you could have your executive admin be running queries for you to get you the data that you need that you used to rely on a, a recent college grad to get. Sorry to say that. But, but you're a C- I'm not talking to generalities. I'm talking about you're a CRO. You come in, you sit down. So walk me through you, Monique, CRO level, not general. Anybody in the world can go ahead and do this kind of data sort and et cetera. Because you're right. But I need you, I need to understand because I'm going to steal this and I'm going to use it. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my God, I'm going to die. It's too early for this. I haven't had my gallon of coffee yet. As a CRO, you're you're focused only and exclusively on high gain business deals like Marcus. Okay, so you're you're not even dealing with give me the list, give me the, at this point the heavy lifting and the and the skunk work is being done by your your AI tools. Okay, so you've asked your most junior level staff member, however that whatever that looks like now, you've sent them to ChatGPT and AI school. They are now masters in query. They literally have a master's in query. They understand how to function. They understand how to ask the questions and then get even deeper within the questions. What is my competitor doing in financial services? What companies are working with my competitor? One, two, three, four. Now, where's their white space? Where am I going to go fish? What is my best opportunity within the categories that I want to be known for or in or whatever? That means... That's all off the table. You don't have to give it to your junior level salesperson. That's being done by your admin. Or by your salesperson. But I love I love what you just said. Further, you're training your salespeople to go to, and, and you're working with your IT people to clean up how data is input. That is the killer app, I think. Because right now, humans are doing stupid shit, excuse my French, with data. So, so let's say I'm working with somebody, for the sake of the name, we'll say Katie. Katie's going to go out there in the marketplace and she's going to sell to a financial services company. Katie is a frontline sales rep. If I do, if I understand what you just said, Katie sits down and says, here's my prospect that I've identified. First of all, how did I get to my prospect that I identified? Right? So I put in all these queries and information, et cetera. And I came down to this one particular opportunity. And then I go all the way around him. I say, what are the top 10 companies who do what this prospect does out there. Correct. Then you go on LinkedIn and you start fishing on LinkedIn. Then you go to the AI. Exactly. And then you go ahead and say, looking at LinkedIn, give me a listing of all the people 
who fit into these categories, uh, whatever it is the specialists are, inside of the financial services uh, company and inside of the competitors. And so we start to get this net putting together very tactically, very at the front line. And that's an expectation that as a CRO, you're setting, this is the work that needs to be done before we go into the first meeting. Right. And you're also, as we said, we've talked about before, the heavy lifting on looking at the annual report and summarizing what the key objectives for the company are, looking at the the last press release that was put out by PR, looking at the last marketing campaign that was done by marketing. Those can all be aggregated. But our, our point of talking about today, as I understand the BSI podcast objective, is we're talking about AI and prospecting, research, growth, acquisition, retention. What is... What are we doing, right, to get to that point? Well, this is part of that process. And when the same can apply with our current customers, how can you get deeper into a customer? So one of the things that I think is so important uh, for the CRO to do, and Tom, you talked about this in the first opening remarks, is that this space is moving so quickly that just understanding what's going on and what you may be able to do to really help to improve the productivity of your own sales and marketing group is so important. Uh, One of my friend's daughters works for a company where their software is able to take not only phone calls, but emails, and then figure out from that what that salesperson needs to do next, when they need to follow up, how they need to follow up. So it helps in that question that every salesperson asks when they wake up, which is, what am I doing today? Am I seeing a customer? Should I see a customer? What is my follow-up that I need to do? And so it helps to really make that happen. And then, of course, all of the analytics that come from that. I think those are the things that are really powerful. Some of them are just starting out. I know Mark's company gets involved in a lot of these types of things. And This is what's continuing to grow and grow very quickly and change rapidly. Yeah, we've we've done that for a while. Like we've had a we have a tool that we developed in house. It's a it's an it's an AI platform that's used for understanding. So basically, you take a you take a given brand query, so Nike, and you throw that query into this tool, and you know, when you, when you go into and you Google something and it, uh, it, it kicks back and it says Google has returned like 475 queries out of the 50 million queries that are available. Here's the 475 that we're going to, we're going to serve up. That's how they serve it up so quickly. Those are basically, they're already in the cache. Um, I'm sure the computer scientists out there right now are, are pulling their hair at the, the term cache, but, but basically the, it happens very quickly. But we have a tool that does is it goes out and it, it basically, it follows all the Google branded or all the Nike branded links. It does, and it figures out, it goes to every article. It reads the article in real time and then comes back and says, what is this article about? And then it catalogs the themes so that it comes back and says, this is what this brand is all about. And it gives you, it'll say, it'll say like, you know, it's athleticism and Michael Jordan and Tiger Woods and blah, 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 blah. Just do it. I think that where we're headed now is the the specificity of the data training has just kicked up a completely another level in the, you know, very, very recently where now you can know other than the generic themes, which are kind of, you know, banal, they don't really do anything for you other than, you know, gosh, this is how my brand is represented on Google, which in and of itself is is super important because of, you know, the influence it has, but where the, when you can train it to be specific to 
how a given context interacts with Nike, that's where the that's where it changes for a salesperson. So a salesperson gets smarter. Smarter, faster. You can compress the sales cycle would be ideal because you're able to do things faster and maybe help to compress that sales cycle. But I think the other big thing, especially as a buyer, so I like to make sure that I'm asking those final really tough questions as a C-suite buyer. So my question is, can AI make sure that I'm prepared to be able to think on my feet? We don't need to arm anyone with that information. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that'll be enough of that. So we, we teach a, a, a program called the Authority Arc. But what, what's important about this is what's moved in the Authority Arc. It starts off with data, then analysis. But really what people are buying when you're buying, selling big sales is they're saying what uh, the implications are of what data and analysis provides you. So the data and potentially the analysis can be done and we've talked about this. Monique's talked about this in the past. I can get you that. That's a heavy lift. The implications part, what can AI do to tell? Because we're always selling the future. Salespeople are selling a better future. To do that, we have to take the implications of what the current or the past mean for the future. AI, I can I can get data. I can get analysis. How? What kind of query would you use maybe to get to implications? Because somebody like Tiffany... She's going to say, thanks for all that information. I just got all that on my own. What does it mean? I'll, I'll respect, understand, and buy from you if you can tell me what it means. So what kind of query do you think we should use to do that? So this is where the judgment and that human intervention is so important. So just as a little funny note on why this is so important. So a friend of mine was celebrating a significant anniversary milestone. 30 years. She has a beautiful card that she writes to her husband. She puts it on the kitchen table. Well, her husband, as husbands sometimes will do, had forgotten. He walks by the kitchen table. He sees the card. He goes, oh my goodness, I've got to write something. He goes to chat GPT. He says, anniversary, 30 years, love, wife, you know, put together a card for me. So spits out a card. He's like really crunched for time now takes it, writes it, puts it in the card. Well, unfortunately, he really didn't proofread it or have judgment against it. You can imagine, yep, what that has cost him. <laughs> so the, the, the story is you still, regardless of what comes out of some of these systems, you have to have the person that can put that judgment, that provide that trust back to that other person. That's, what's, that's what will still be important, regardless of what the AI systems do. That, that judgment piece helps us make the what's going on right now, you know, uh, relevant. The leap, the leap forward, right? The leap forward. Uh, well, the leap forward we've got right now is that, that that husband is now in trouble for a very, very long time. Many years, many years. But what's the implication that we've got... Uh, because Monique sells the future. I mean, that part of what she does, so does Mark, so do all of us. But Monique is really good at, from my experience, selling the future. This is what it's going to mean. And you need to do this over here. So if I've done all my homework and I'm really smart going to the customer and et cetera, I have to tell them what the future is. How do, how do I ask AI applications and which ones out there to tell me the future? 
or to help me at least, and then get, get what Tiffany just said, which is, okay, have some judgment to it, right? Not, not where my 30 year old wife, right? Jada Pickett Smith. And that's in the, uh, all of a sudden it got, uh, anyway, got nowhere to go with that. <laughs> Moving on. Listen, I'm stalling as long as I can for you, Monique. Do you have an answer? No, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like you're taking, you're taking your data. You're taking, so you're, you're, you're running queries. You're running queries against what happened in your organization. And then you're running queries against what ha- what's happening in the market to try to triangulate on what future forward looks like. But more importantly, to be much more tactical about it, it's the most unused asset most companies have is their data inside. They don't know what to do with it. They have a bunch of it and they don't know how to manipulate it. So I think that the, 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 the reason why, listen, let's, let's talk to the audience a little bit about what we're going to put in the show notes that you've captured, right? You've got, you've got all of these things coming out in the last couple of weeks, Salesforce, Einstein, Oracle, Sales Cloud is using AI to automate stuff. Microsoft Dynamics 365 is offering AI powered features. SAP CRM is using AI. IBM Watson Sales Cloud using AI. Sales Loft, Lead IQ, HubSpot, Pipedrive, Close.io, all of these things are telling you, this is the indication from that aggregated information is the world knows their data sucks. The world knows that they need to be doing something else with it. So they need to fish in the pond that they're already in before they worry about another pond. And the pond that they're in does not have good information. Why is, he, is there's more? There's, there's more going on over there. I've got this crow. I don't know if you can see it. It's right there. The damn thing just won't go away. It's aggressive. He's got a little friend up here. They're doing terrible crow things on the ceiling. <laughs> Gosh. You know, what, what? one of the things, if, if I could, because Monique brought up some really great things, which were about how companies are looking at these tools. But if I'm a salesperson in a company that right now doesn't utilize these tools, how can I really help to make sure that I'm meeting those expectations? Because as a buyer, it is really important that people come in totally 100% prepared for what is happening and occurring. And so if somebody comes in and they haven't done some of that research and chat GPT can really help to do that quicker, faster, uh, a lot of uh, great information. So as a salesperson, I think regardless of what tools your company has today, because they will change in the future, you still need to make sure that you have that proper preparation. The fundamentals do not go away, regardless of what happens on that AI front. We work with a construction company. And so inside of the construction company, it's, it's relatively easy to work toward the future. Start off with the idea of, listen, uh, what were the top five types of buildings that were uh, constructed in the course of the last three years? Uh, you go through that. Then say, uh, the top five types of buildings, uh, what are the, the expenses greater than 20 million? Okay. And then you do that. What are, the best ex- then the next, what are the best examples of those types of buildings that are out there? Great. Okay. What were the construction materials that were in those kinds of uh, buildings? Great. What were the construction companies who made those buildings? Great. What are the three trends that will happen in the course of the next five years in construction based upon what's happened in the last three years? So now I'm moving toward the future. The ability in some way or another to say, when I go into a sales call, you've been doing this in these buildings with these kinds of people for the last three years. And that's great. In the next three years to five years, 
based upon what's happened then, the new trends are this. You can go through that iteratively. You can go ahead and reshape what those particular words are. But at the end of which, I can ask the question around trends, best practices, identified elements in the future in almost any industry that I'm operating in. And now I'm moving from that data analysis and implications curve. You can be more intelligent about selling the now, but it doesn't allow you to be at that level of selling the future, which is that issue that we all keep talking about is what's our ability to impact based upon our own experience? How can we discern? How can we make good judgment? When I think about that for this group and you're selling the future, what kind of future are we seeing that we can go talk about? Mark talked about this in the last episode we had, which is his issue is seeing the future for customers has a lot more to do with seeing the entire future of an industry. And so uh, how does that work besides that um, outside of the crows knowing what their future is going to be? If I can get a shotgun, I know what their future is going to be. <laughs> PETA is now at your doorstep right now because you want to go ahead and kill the crows who are procreating right over your head. They, I know what their future is. More crows. More crows. It's a growth industry here at the crow. <laughs> trying to shape this conversation, honestly, is, is a little challenging today. Tell me about the future. I want to know the future. Everybody wants to buy a future they have confidence in. So I, I think for the tools today, I think, again, it's going in, researching the information on the industry, and then trying to connect the dots for the future, especially the future that your particular product or service can provide. Because those are the questions that, you know, as a, as a buyer, you ask, what is it that you're going to be able to do for me, not only today, but in the future? I think the new AI tools that are coming out that we're hearing about that will get refined very, very quickly are ones that may be able to even help to do more of that prediction. Still, you need to use your own judgment and in this is where I believe that it's going to go. And this is what our particular product or service can do to, to help you get there. So I think it's the combination of today you really need to be able to get the information and then synthesize it down and, you know, take the needle and the thread and pull them all together so that that customer can, can see what you see. All right. So uh, what I've heard out of the conversation, you guys tell me if you've heard something different with the new AI item, number one, always be prepared and more prepared than anyone else based upon the data that you have internally and the data that you get externally. Number two, take that information and analysis and drive it down as close as you possibly can to those things that are relevant on a sales call or sales meeting or prospect basis that you can. Number three, dive into the future. What is it that you can sell that's going to be valid and relevant to your customer over the course of the next three years as things change in the marketplace? Use AI to create that baseline set of information. And then you have to use your own judgment, your own understanding to connect the dots to that future if you're going to sell in a highly dynamic world, if you don't have that laid out clearly for your customers who are fearful, then you will not win additional sales or grow those particular customers because they don't see the future. If you see it a little bit better than they can, they'll buy. 
Well, this has been one of the more interesting of our episodes today. We're challenged on so many fronts, and yet at the end, value prevails. All right. So anyway, uh, until we talk to, uh, again to everybody, any last words or thoughts, Monique? Think about your your staffing plan and your training. You should you augment training on how to use these things, not not close them off and, and be binary about it. It's not an all or nothing kind of situation. If you work for an organization that's banned uh, generative AI tools, find another organization. So my my parting comment is, remember my friend's husband. Just make absolutely sure you continue to do your homework and put your own thoughts into anything that gets generated through an AI system. All right. I'd like to say, uh, send us off with the simple statement, beware of the crows. <laughs> All right, everybody. Until, until we get a chance to talk again, go out and make your biggest sales. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Big Sale Illuminati podcast. If you like this episode, give us a thumbs up and let us know in the comments. Also, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. Until our next episode, best wishes on your big sales. Yeah.